Will that voice inside your head just not shut up? Did you know that some folks don't even have a little voice inside their head? That's right. They do not. Salutations, good people. Welcome to the CS Podcast, where we create stuff, or if you're Trey, create shit. And today, we have our hands and our heads completely full with (laughs) a discussion about inner monologues and that little voice that it's just uh, just keeps, maybe it keeps going, maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe you don't have an inner monologue. Which blows my mind, and that's why I'm excited to talk about today. Dude, me too. So this started, I saw just a little blurb, like a little fact I read, and it said, like, Somewhere like 50% of people don't have an inner monologue, that little voice inside their head that talks to them all day, you know, maybe all night if you're, if you're, you know, third shift, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Fun fact. If you don't know what an inner monologue is, it's, uh, it's where you're, you're narrating to yourself inside your head. So you think in like, it can either be full sentences it can be complete sentences or full sentences. It can be fragmented sentences, or it can even just be like a couple of words here and there. Um, so that's kind of what defines an inner monologue. And yeah, so according to a study by Russell Hurlbert, I don't know if that's correct, uh, but he reports it's the that, oldest name, yeah, no. oldest sounding name Good I've news, ever heard. Everyone, I'm Mr. Hurlbert. <laughs> Thirty to fifty percent of people have an inner monologue frequently. Um, so I thought everybody means, did. Yeah, I, I just kind of did too. Um, that's what, at least that's what I told myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So you know what's crazy off is bad. The more maybe we just don't talk about it enough. But I've met more people that have an inner monologue than don't, and that's because I've never met anybody that doesn't have an inner monologue. Everybody that I've talked to, they're like, "Yeah, I have, yeah, that's weird. I well, have a little voice in my head." I don't know that I've ever gotten to that discussion with that many people. I don't think I've ever gotten into a discussion with somebody about inner monologues. So I either saw a TikTok or something years ago about this same topic. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And like, you know, Morgan has an inner monologue. Um, Most of my, like the friends that I've asked, like I think Jody has an inner monologue. I'm sure Mannion has an inner monologue. Um, You. So, I mean, I haven't asked, like my pool, my pool of study is not... It's it's quite shallow, it's it's not deep. It's it's like a tide pool. So, <laughs> but still, that, confirmation bias. It's wow, more people that I've talked to. Right, man. Well, I wonder if you're you just naturally attract yourself to like-minded people. Yeah, like we're just, we're just telepathically communicating. Like, you're over here going. Uh, I don't know. Should I say hey to that guy? He seems like a cool dude, but I don't want to come off weird. And I'm like, is this guy going to say hey to me? I hope he doesn't come off weird. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, you know, and, and it's just this whole ebb and flow. And yeah. then you end up talking and it's like, oh, man, I was really <laughs> nervous. <laughs> oh, man, should I go over there? I don't want to be weird. Man, who's this weird motherfucker that keeps eyeing me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but maybe there's this whole other group of folks who are just... Just see n- pictures. It's just like... Like flat, like like Polaroid flashes, yeah, and just like still images, it's or maybe it moves energy. Like, so if you're somebody who doesn't have an inner monologue, and you surround yourself naturally by people who do not have inner monologues, yeah. I, see, I can't fathom going like as soon as I thought of two people who don't talk to themselves. How do they talk to each? other? How, how they converse? How do they decide that they're going to go to? What is so? What is this? So function? there are different, and I didn't write these down because there were there were. 
kind of a quite a lot, but there are different ways that you think. And so potentially people without an inner monologue, like let's say the, the, the example that they use is brushing your teeth. So we go, okay, I got to get up. I got to go brush my teeth. I got to, instead they see themselves brushing their teeth. There's no words to go mm. along with it. There's no narration. They just see themselves picking up the toothpaste, putting the toothbrush, putting it on the toothbrush and brushing their teeth. And that's oh, how they know to go through the steps. So instead of a, an audible book, yeah. it's a, it's a movie. And it's just like, it's, they live their entire life in a Charlie Chaplin film. <laughs> It's brushing my teeth. <laughs> Glad you clarified. Yeah, I didn't think about it until I realized. Did Charlie Chaplin have listening. a girlfriend? Uh, was Charlie Chaplin a ladies' man? I don't know. He may brush his teeth quite a bit. I don't know. <laughs> he even brushed his teeth. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin. I have no idea. I don't know. Well, he never opened him. his mouth, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what he was putting in there off camera? <laughs> So yeah, it's it's that's they live their whole life in a silent film, I guess, um, which is interesting. Now another fun fact for you is uh, we don't actually like they kind of think like it, it was it was assumed like oh, okay we like this is a natural part of human like being a human is this inner monologue, but we actually don't develop an inner monologue until we're like kids. Define. Which if you if you think about it, like we don't speak in sentences, which I mean makes sense because kids don't have language right so how like else young. are they gonna think yeah yeah how else are they gonna think other than in pictures, pictures or emotion yeah emotion yeah emotion, yeah. emotion is another way that you can feel you okay. you feel the emotion but you don't have words that go along with it you just feel joy or feel sorrow or whatever interesting and so like if you Which think is, about it oh, go ahead. oh my gosh no if i don't say it it's gonna hurt me because i'm an yeah. overthinker because i talk to myself so much yeah i feel that <laughs> <laughs> Or I think that, thirty I to fifty percent of yeah. the population does, <laughs> but oh god, it's such a it's such a complicated thought. Mm-hmm. I'm, tr- oh man, I just had like complicated thoughtception. <laughs> okay, so it has to do with people who I'm thinking like like Bo Burnham comes to mind. Yeah, he the way he talks, he has so much going on in his head that he sometimes struggles and has a hard time putting it into words because yeah. he's just so creative. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Saying like creative people are more important than or, or more intelligent than folks who are okay, not you creative. Can say that. This is our podcast. <laughs> the the views and uh, thoughts of Josh Ogilvy do not reflect the CS podcast as a whole, or necessarily my <laughs> inner thoughts. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know, there's two of me. But I don't know where this is going. But no, it's like you, how you have a hard time expressing um, what you're thinking. into words like because you've got so much creativity going on in your brain it's really tough to illustrate it and creators and artists who find their method or their mode to express it Mm -hmm. um that's why they're so passionate and they get so addicted to that and that's like that becomes their form of communication so when it comes to kids who don't have i'm struggling here um language they don't have that inner inner dialogue mm-hmm. to like do that they have to go through they have to express it other ways so it's just interesting the idea and the correlation between kids who don't have words yet mm-hmm. and folks who like 
I don't know. It's like a sign of, of a lot of creativity if you can't express what you're thinking because it's so complicated. And so, it's so your your thought process is <laughs> I'm experiencing your... <laughs> it right now, literally. Uh, so so what I'm trying uh, I guess I'm trying to understand. So you're saying that creatives, people that are very creative, either they have too much inner monologue that's going on, or they don't ha- that lack thereof, like that lack of inner monologue is why it becomes difficult or why they have to find another means of creating, like to, of communication in a sense, of expressing themselves. Is it because they do or do not have that monologue that they find that 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 other means of expressing themselves? I guess I'm not trying to make a point as to like whether they do or don't. Just the, I guess, the, the conflict bet- between like, gosh, just thought and creating in general? The fact that, ask me that question again. What you had just asked me? Uh, can we roll that tape back? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, so, are you are you trying to get to what you're trying to understand is is it a lack of the inner monologue, or is it because they have that inner monologue that they seek out this other means of create like expressing themselves? I guess I find the discussion interesting. Okay, it's not that I I'm, I'm I think one way or the other. Yeah, but I think that it almost contradicts like like some situations contradict one another yeah where you've got somebody who can't express what they want to say they're creative and then other like young maybe younger kids mm-hmm. who literally don't have the words so they get creative in other ways but then maybe it, they draw like, they, and they color and right but yeah. then they grow out of it and they become like uh, some of these kids don't have inner monologues anymore yeah, or well, I think the I think it is that they may never either you develop it at a young age or you don't. Yeah, is is how it works from what I understood from my brief right. research. So like some kids just don't develop an inner monologue, and there's a there's a there's a thing. So it's called uh, aphantasia. Okay. I think is what it's called. I could be pronouncing that wrong. I'm but over basically here trying to recover from. Basically, what my... this means is there are people out there that cannot see visually inside. Like they can't see visuals in their mind. Really, they don't see pictures. Now, what and what percentage of that is the population? It didn't say, but they there there's a study that they were saying there's a correlation that people with this aphantasia or whatever that cannot see visuals in their mind have shown a weak or absent inner monologue. So there's kind of a correlation there. Like if you can't see pictures, you also don't. Wow. You don't have this inner monologue. So I mean, it's just like all I, all I can think of. Like when I when I hear that correlation, I thought it would be the opposite. You'd be able to like a blind man who can uh, yeah. hear really good. So all I can think of is there's just a big fucking symbol monkey in their head because what else are they like? They can't. What do they do? Like if they're not seeing anything, if they're not thinking in words, I guess they just feel. I guess I guess they're just that's the most like Zen Buddhist like. In the moment, you could possibly be if inside your head you can't see or hear. Well, see, you, you have, literally have no choice but um, to experience life. That's interesting that you say that because I'm listening to a book, yeah, um, by Doctor Joe Dispenza. Oh, okay. Um, if uh, let me find the the name of it, it is um, Becoming Supernatural. Oh, now, okay. this has nothing to do with religion or anything like yeah. that, um, or the show. Oh. Right. <laughs> um, but it's just like, I think I, I actually might have mentioned this to you, um, how we talk about Bob Proctor and mm-hmm. he can talk about the law of attraction. Oh, yeah. And Bob yeah. Proctor would say, I don't know how it works. I just know that it does work. And here's how to make it happen. But yeah. I don't know the inner workings because it gets very detailed and complicated. Yeah. Joe Dispenza explains and breaks it down. 
and talks about a a woman who I forgot what happened to her vision and her mm-hmm. eye, and she literally through months and months and months of of these practices, very complicated, in depth, introspective practices. Yeah. Um. That she through thought, through just thought alone, a very mm-hmm. strategic way of thought of thinking. Yeah. And and producing certain thoughts. Um. And she's thinking of the. Um. He calls it the getting out of the predictable future okay. because we base everything that we do uh, on what we know. We base, you know, which a fun fact tying into that. That's what they, that's what people think. Like you ever go to sleep and then you dream something and then yeah. it happens like that deja vu premonition is it's, it's not actually you seeing the future. They think it's, we're so good at predicting outcomes, our brain. That's actually what it is. It happened to me today. Really? Very specific. It's it's always super fucking specific, but it's 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 wild. This Go has ahead. to do with Lauren Holly from Dumb and Dumber. Okay, <laughs> the lady who played Mary in Dumb and Dumber. Okay, back when I was in Vima Nutrition Company, uh-huh. um, big convention, Las Vegas. Um, there was a couple who had a son who mm-hmm. suffered a massive like brain injury yeah. um, on the basketball court. Uh, they ended up making a movie about his recovery and him going on to thrive and all this. Yeah. And the name, his nickname, the I forgot the boy's real name, but um, the parents. I know the woman's name was Ruth. I can't remember her last name. Uh, Elliot. Okay. I tried to think about it all morning when I was telling <laughs> Courtney this story. It's Ruth, and I forgot her husband's name. But Mr. Elliot. Yeah. Um, their son's nickname in school and in their household was Hoovy. Okay. So the name of the movie is called Hoovy, and it was like a Hoovy movie. Yeah, it was literally hashtag Hoovy movie. Okay. Um, so Ruth Elliott tells us at this big convention in the Mirage uh, Hotel in Las Vegas that they're going to make a movie about Hoovy. Yeah. And how he was on Vima the whole time and whatever. And we were like, "Oh, that's great! That's so cool!" And she's like, "So, question: Do you guys want to be in that movie?" And we're like, "Yeah." And I mean, this is a a crowd yeah. of like two thousand maybe. Yeah. It was a big room. Um, she goes, well, Lauren Holly from Dumb and Dumber is going to play me. Oh, that's so cool. And she goes, would you guys like to meet her? Lauren Holly was there, walks out on stage. I'd completely forgotten about this part of my yeah. life or this little in, uh, situation. But your little inner monologue, it reminded you. It did. So last night, I thought about Ruth Elliott and her family and the Hoovy movie and Vima. Yeah. And I was like, man, what a... What a testimony for Vima and how it helped him recover and yeah. just how powerful that was. I dreamed about it and I woke up thinking about it. Well, then later on, Courtney brings up um, Lauren Holly and I can't remember how. And I was like, I just dreamed about Lauren Holly. Like, Lauren Holly. It's not like yeah. she's made a hundred blockbusters since Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. You know. Well, what I was talking about specifically is like, you ever. You call it deja vu. You go to sleep and then you have a dream. Like I am physically like in my dream, looking at this notebook, I see episode 59 up here. The date, oh, deja, more deja literally, du- literally that. And I see it in my dream and then I click and I go, Oh my God, I've seen this already. And it's your brain is so good at predicting. That's weird. That it. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's like, it's like uh <sighs> Dr. Strange and what in game. He's like, I went through all the universe. Yeah. I went through all the possibilities and my brain ended on this exact writing, how it knew I was going to write this. Like, that's a wild right. thing. Now, shifting back to the inner monologue, I would be curious, and I don't, I, I didn't really look into this, but I would be curious if there is a study on how people think in the sense of if they just think visually, there's no inner monologue, there's no thought behind it. 
or if they think visually, correlating to what they are best suited uh, as far as creativity goes. So like somebody more visual, maybe a painter, mm-hmm. somebody that listens and hears or hears an inner monologue, maybe a better writer Director. or a better um, musician, mm. um, somebody with emotion that, that mostly primarily thinks with just emotion and feeling, maybe there's something else. I would be curious to see if there's some sort of correlation there, depending on how you think right, and how you create. I think that would be cool. Right. Well, then oh. you have people who do musicals. Yeah, um, yeah. And, I mean, what combination are we looking at with, with that? Like, Yeah, and most people, it says most people can be a combination of any, there's like five different ways, and I don't remember the five ways oh, that you okay. think, but a combination of them, some may only experience one or two, which is, which is crazy. Hey, we'll get back to this episode in just a second. But as you know, here at the CS Podcast, we're all about featuring other content creators, and I wanted to let you know about another podcast called Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast with co-hosts Nave and Philip. And instead of me sitting here and trying to ramble on and explain what it is that they do, I'm just going to let them tell you for me. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of the Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on the Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling into water. And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this game. Boy Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh I was my god! Like traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's gaming together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners. Um, but yeah, it's studies have shown that children as young as young as eighteen to twenty-one months use some form of inner like phonetics like some Mm. kind of like thing and then kids as young as like five to seven years old can utilize an inner monologue and there's different ways they can test this and it's kind of hard to test because i can't see in your brain right you know so it's kind of hard to really get a grasp they have different like i don't think i wrote it down but different criteria on how to actually test and somewhat accurately figure mm. out if somebody is you know has an inner monologue but well, well this might go back to the whole kids say the darndest things right yeah. like that kids will say something brutally honest because they don't have an inner monologue that they, they, can't think they it. they've not walked it through they, they don't have the ability to walk it through so when um that's a good point so for an example we were in the store and i knew what the word i, I knew the word midget um, okay. And, and this is me as a child. Yeah. So don't cancel me for this word. Yeah. But I, we were walking through the store and there was a little person and I said, um, I said, mommy, look, a midget. Yeah. As loud as I could. As a child, that's, yeah. Right. No filter. They, that's it, no filter. I, the inner monologue is your filter. filter. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, it, it's also your little story writer for the next I don't know. When you go to get in the car, you're like, yeah. I hope nobody comes across that hill. I'm backing out of Trey's driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, it normally doesn't happen, but you never know. Uh, it, it, this could be the fourth time it happens because I feel like there's only been a few times. That's me. So I wonder, again, they are people that don't have that little inner monologue. Do they experience less anxiety? 
are you less of an over like uh, yeah i guess overthinking like, i guess i guess when i say anxiety that type of anxiety that kind of that overthinking esque yeah yeah because or maybe they just picture a car coming around maybe they don't do it with words but they do it visually they just see it and, and it gives them anxiety but but not as harsh maybe I don't know. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, who knows how to measure that, but yeah. unless you get two people who, somebody who could confidently say, I really don't have, believe I have an inner monologue. Yeah. Okay. Well, walk us through backing out of that driveway Yeah. and then take somebody like myself, for example, who walked through every scenario and, and here's how bad mine is. And I have to, as I've gotten older, I've, I've learned to stop it. Yeah. Um, I used to be really bad about this. Talk about. <laughs> this not serving me well, mm-hmm. um, I would, let's just say, come to a stop sign. There's a particular four-way stop near my old house in Anderson that just gave me so much anxiety. Okay, Cars would, it was so, it was horrible. I always say, you want to find your local, the, the nearest dumb person, <laughs> go to your local four-way stop yep. and, and go through it a few times. You'll find them probably pretty quick. But we would come to it and the car would start to go or the car didn't look like they were going to stop or something. And then I would just play this whole movie where myself, if somebody else is in the car with me, if we get hit, what if I die? What does the funeral look like? Yeah. And I mean, it will go not that quick, but it will, I'll spend the next maybe two minutes, maybe 60 seconds playing this whole scenario out. Now I'm in a bad mood. Now I'm sad. And I'm, I'm like, I brought myself so down and just catastrophizing everything. Yeah, because of this overthinking. However, it can also go in a different direction. Here lately, real estate's been picking up. It's been a good thing. And I've been really trying to manifest positive, good things, uh, you know, coming to me. And I've I've let my imagination run absolutely wild. Yeah. And that can serve a person way better than thinking about death. Absolutely. Well, they talk about the, a, in the same article is the the benefits and the the negatives of having that inner monologue. Yeah, and I mean, certainly, I can see that as one of them. Another one that you probably people don't really think about is typically when you have an inner monologue, you you can be a slow reader because you pronounce every. I am such a slow reader. You know what's crazy? They were like, you don't have to. You literally don't have to hear the words in your head to for your brain to comprehend what you're reading. Ooh. That's how you get speed readers. They don't read the words. Okay. And I'm like, or like, I guess they they batch it. I don't actually know how speed reading works, yeah, but yeah. like, they're not they're not going through in their head going psych. Professor Russell Herbert reports thirty to fifty percent of people have an inner monologue frequently. Like in their head, they just scan through it, and I guess they break it up in chunk. I don't know how it works, but they they're not they're not saying every word in their head right um which is mind-blowing to me <laughs> i could i mean taking a I, I could get that i I could get working that part of your brain like growing a muscle yeah i could see exercise like if if you knew how to exercise to speed read i could see capturing starting small looking at a sentence yeah. and extracting what its meaning is yeah it's like read every other word or every fifth word or something like some, sure. some way you can you can pick up on how it, I don't know, or if you're key, a speed reader. <laughs> or types of words that stick out and just extract those and based on maybe context clues or whatever, like you, you put it together and you yeah. go, okay, the dog's riding a pony. Yeah. Dog, pony. Dog and pony show. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> That's page two. Done. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have an inner monologue, let us know. Or if you don't, actually, I want to hear from people that don't have an inner monologue. Yes. Because I've... 
again, tell us about what you don't think. But I've heard from everybody that has a, an inner monologue in my life <laughs> that I've, you know, that I've run this theory and test on. So I want to hear from somebody that doesn't. I want to hear firsthand experience. Me too. You know, I want to hear what you don't think about. Yeah, yeah, or how you think. Is it? It's is, is it visually? You know, some people don't even. Well, we went through the anaphastasia or whatever. Also, uh, That's circling what back to up. that, the reverse of that is true too, or it seems to be uh, not true. I, I shouldn't say it's true, but it seems to correlate that if you have high visual imagery in your head, you also have a very strong inner monologue, which is interesting. I don't know if that just has to do with cognitive function or or what but that seems to be there seems to be a correlation there and again that's not always the case you know there are exceptions and whatnot but yeah it trends that way aphastasia that's that's what i was going to try to look up but all it would pull up is anastasia anastasia the tv fern gully uh do you want to know some signs that you may have an inner monologue yes all right we're we're that's good timing so talking to yourself like in your mind like going through rehearsing a speech that you're going to do rehearsing a play or whatever songs that get stuck in your head if you have a song randomly pop up in your head and you can hear it and hear the music and play that's that's a sign that you have an inner monologue Hmm. um replaying a favorite podcast or a movie in your head like going back over it um that can be a sign you have an inner monologue Rehearsing in front of an imaginary audience again kind of goes back to talking to yourself, but you're standing there. You're you know you go through exactly what you're going to say before you walk out on stage or before you do that business proposal, um, and then reading to yourself. So reading every word on the page, mm. um, not out loud. Yeah. So in your in your head. So those are some signs uh, that you have an inner monologue. Wow. I mean, I I again I would love to hear. From someone who doesn't have this, yeah, who doesn't have an inner monologue, or that, what like, you, what do you think the benefits of you not having an inner monologue? Do you suffer from much anxiety? Yeah, I, I feel like, as somebody that has an inner monologue, I feel like it would be less cluttered in the sense that, like, right. I just feel like there's not as much going on. Well, I feel like it's if you had a hundred terabyte computer and you deleted half the files, yeah throughout your life and those the files that you've deleted are like your memories or, or just things that you've forgotten should i say yeah. and it just hasn't been cleared out yeah that inner monologue just it pops up that song pops up mm-hmm. the it's just cluttered like yeah. but I, I can't my brain cannot fathom not having that yeah it, it i can't comprehend it i can't imagine going through life not having all these thoughts and not having anxiety about i don't know half of these thoughts yeah or like I don't, I mean, maybe that's why I have a hard time, like, in, like drawing. Yeah. I can't take it from head to paper, I guess, because I can't see it as well as somebody. Like, I, so, I, I don't know. Thinking about somebody that doesn't have an inner monologue, say they're painting. I'm going, okay, I need to paint this yellow. I need to paint this blue. I need to do this stroke this way so that the wing comes out or so that the eye looks this way or the eyebrow and I'm making this and I'm consciously making a decision. Okay. I'm making a person. This is their nose. This is what it needs to be. You don't have that inner monologue playing in your head. I'm telling myself how to do it. They just see it. Right. As, as the finished product or do they, do they see it as like, does the nose change shape? 
does it, is it like water in the sense it just kind of like you got the nose and then it kind of like ripples and changes and it looks like a different nose, right? You know, and that's how they decide on how to draw this person or this thing or this bear or whatever they're drawing. Oh no, I don't want brown fur. And then it shifts and now it's got gray fur or something like. That's so interesting. Me, I'm going. I go brown and I go. Nah, it's stupid. I want it. I literally go. Nah, that's dumb. I want it to be gray. Like that thought that what I just said is what plays in my head. Well, I imagine experience yeah. with a thing. Uh, true. Let's just say a drawing. Experience would have, I would imagine, something to do with it. True. Like, in your craft, like, do you tell yourself, I'm going to have to do this at least three times before I come up with the right one? Yeah. It's like when I, like, that thought process and that inner monologue, like, what what kind of inner monologue is it? The different types of inner monologues. Yeah. That would be something that I would be interested in learning more about. Yeah, same. Because with, like... My video that I sent you last night for my latest real estate video, mm-hmm. it was the second time I did it. Yeah, I kept yeah. getting interrupted by Dempsey. He was being playful, and I'm like, it was like 27 minutes, and I'm like, I wanted to keep this under 15, Yeah, and I kept getting interrupted, whatever. And I told Courtney, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it again because every time that I lived here and I had to redo my videos because the – Gosh, I didn't have the speaker on or yeah. the microphone on yeah. or something, and I'd have to do it twice. I did it in almost like 70% of the time it took me before, and I was way more refined. Yeah. So I'm almost to the point that I want to go ahead and do it as if I'm going to send it to you, and then just do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was, that, that was that the was end the, of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to tie it into our discussion, but center inner monologue, inner monologue just, just hit, trains just hit the brakes and but, came up short of the station. Well, my mouth won't hit the brakes. That's yeah. the best. What I and I feel like if I can't purge my brain, uh-huh. if I can't get it out in words, I'm going to implode sometimes. That's hey, that's I mean, maybe maybe get it out in writing too. Yeah, but I should probably do that. Yeah. Different ways to express yourself. You could paint. You could make music. You could be a pro wrestler. You could create shit. You could. You could. You could, you could create shit. You can. <laughs> if, you, if you need to get that out of your system. Well, if you haven't created this week, I encourage you to take, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Sit with that inner monologue. Uh, get some quiet time. And purge your brain, like Josh said. Maybe you're right if you need to. And then just start take a, a podcast. Co- start a podcast, and then just take a me- couple minutes and actually create something. Something maybe you've been putting off. Maybe you've maybe it's a business proposal that you really need to get done by. I don't know. We're recording this on Saturday, so Monday. So you got you got all day tomorrow to do it, and the rest of tonight. Uh, go ahead and get started on that. Clear that out. Purge your purge your brain. Get creative. Make a new hairstyle. S- ha- yeah, hairstyle. Make a new sandwich. I don't know. Make a new painting. Draw something. Write something. Just get creative. Go wild. Go wild. Go buck wild. Create shit. If you're wearing your hat forward now, turn it backwards. Create create shit. If you don't like that, take it off, mess your hair up. Be a man. <laughs> create stuff. <laughs> or if you're Trey. Create shit. All right, I think they get the point. <laughs> Until next time, we've been the Scottish Hush Puppy, and I got some food to go eat. Until next time, I guess, gang, stay spooky. Jordan. Create shit. Build anything. Make it real. I've been getting dirty money, Jordan.
curb, stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping.